President Barack Obama's historic and path-breaking campaign for the White House shattered immeasurable barriers and remade a long, sturdy tradition. Letters to Mr. President This tradition was born on April 6, 1789, when the President of the U.S. Senate, John Langdon, penned the first letter to George Washington, notifying him that he had been elected the first President of the United States. Once launched, this American tradition of citizens and undocumented immigrants alike writing letters to the highest-ranking elected official in the nation has unabatedly continued. One of the archivists of the nation, Alan Weinstein, tells us that these letters may be mundane or memorable personal accounts of our lives at a moment in time. Another scholar of this long tradition says that these letters came from many wholly unknown and undistinguished citizens or from other presidents, as well as from foreign dignitaries, celebrities, prominent citizens and politicians, including famous and notable members of society. There are also letters from enemies, kooks, job-seekers, madmen, would-be assassins, as well as personal and perpetual writers. In a word, letters have emanated from both the elites and the masses. And the volume of this mail has been, for the most part, constantly increasing in quantity. Inherent in this long-running tradition is the belief in the political culture that the right to be heard, even at the highest levels, is something Americans take for granted. On this same matter, another belief says that writing to the President of the United States of America means that citizens have something important to say, and we expect the most powerful person on earth to pay attention to our concerns. Remarking further on this belief in American political culture, the first head of the White House mailroom, and eventually the chief of mails, wrote, I guess that it is a natural result of our system of government that every citizen, as well as quite a few who weren't citizens, feel perfectly free to write to the president about his troubles or about his ideas of how the administration ought to be run. Thus, a main motivation in this endless tradition in American presidential politics is the belief that a right exists for every American citizen and non-citizen to inform and discuss matters of great and small importance with the highest elected official in the land, and to expect some sort of reply, even if it is only an acknowledgment that their letters have been received and noticed. From 1789 to 2004, a pattern and trend has been discerned that shows that the greatest number of letters tends to arrive shortly after the party nomination and the day after the presidential inauguration. Here is how one scholar noted it. For Lincoln, the flood began after his nomination to the presidency. Just prior to election, he was receiving some 50 letters a day. When he became president-elect, the number increased to over 100, and after his inauguration, Lincoln continued to receive large quantities of mail. Later, this same scholar indicated that, when Woodrow Wilson took office, he received thousands of congratulatory messages, and, during Franklin D. Roosevelt's first week in office, letter-writing to the White House leaped suddenly to new heights. Roosevelt received 450,000 communications from the public during the first seven days as president.